Welcome to the Covenant Women Podcast with Dr. Adonica Howard-Brown, your on-demand source for Holy Ghost-filled preaching and teaching. Be refreshed, encouraged, and strengthened as you hear the Word today. has done so much tonight, touched so many people. It's been just beautiful this whole week, and it's just been over the top. And I've been blessed. I've been touched. I've been ministered to. But I want us to do something quickly. The service is not over. If people got to go, you can go. But uh, we, we have a few more things we, we're going to do. But before we do anything else, I want every head bowed, every eye closed right now. And I want to give a call. If there's anybody here that you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and be the Lord and Savior of your life. And for those that are watching right now, if you've never asked Jesus in your heart and said, come and be my Lord and my Savior. The Bible says that if we believe in our heart that he died for us on the cross and that he, he paid the price for our sin, that God raised him from the dead, if we confess with our mouth that he is Lord, that we will be saved. The Bible says that all have sinned to come short of the glory of God, but, and that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I, the day I got saved was the 30th of September, 1979. I remember the date. If you don't know the date, if you don't know that you, if you've never actually given your life to Jesus and you know that you need to, the Lord is tugging in your heart and he's speaking to you. He's been pulling on you all night. I just, wherever you are, if that's you and you know that you need to receive Jesus, I just want you to wave your hand at me wherever you are. If you're in this place, just lift up your hand and wave it at me. I want to make sure, amen. Then there's the second category. If you gave your life to the Lord at one point and you have not been serving him, you have not, you've lost your first love, you're not on fire for God. You know, there's things that, that come against us and to attacks from the enemy to drag us down, to pull us down, to take our eyes off of Jesus, to turn around and even be mad at God for things that happened in our life. And it's all to bring a wedge between us and the Lord and to break up that relationship, to break up that fellowship. Because when we, when we pull away from God, we pull out of his protection and his provision and his blessing. And he wants, he's calling us back. And he says, come, all you who are, are burdened and heavy laden, come to me. Come, because I will take your heavy burden, and I will give you my light burden, and I'll take off that, that yoke of bondage from off of you, because my yoke is light. It's a joy to serve Jesus Christ. If it's not, then we're not doing it right. Amen. It's not a burden. It's a joy. And he wants to lift every heavy burden. And if there's some things that have happened to you, there's some water under the bridge, there's things that have happened, there's, there's things in your life, disappointments and, and, and maybe a death of a loved one, or maybe a bankruptcy, a divorce, a betrayal, something that went wrong in your life and it just, just pulled the rug out from under you. And maybe you walked away from the Lord, maybe you just grew cold in your heart, and maybe you just, maybe on the surface everything looks wonderful, but underneath you know it's not right, and you want to make it right with the Lord, and you want to come, and you want Him to touch your heart, and you want to be restored. If that's you in this place tonight, then you, you wave your hand at me, wherever you are, just wave at me, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And then a third category, if there's anybody here, and you, you, you don't know. You think you're a Christian, but you're not sure. I mean, if, if, if you had to <clears throat> lay your head on your pillow tonight and breathe your last breath and not wake up in the morning, you don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven. You're not sure, and you want to make sure. If that's you in this place, I want you to wave your hand at me. Anybody? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want out of those, anybody who, who's never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, anybody who you, you want to just make right with him today, you want him to, to restore the joy of your salvation, you want to come back, if that's you tonight, or if you want to make sure, if you waved your hand at me, even if you didn't, if you, st I want to pray with you and for you, I want you to stand up to your feet right now. Stand up to your feet. Come. If you waved your hand at me, come on. Hallelujah. Come. And I want you to come forward. I want to, I want to be able to pray for you, and I want to pray with you. Come. 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 Even if you didn't put your hand up, if you want to come, 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 come. Come now. And then, and then I want, wherever you're sitting in the building, turn to the lady next to you and ask her, do you know Jesus? Is he living in your heart? Are you hot and on fire for God? And if they can't tell you, yes, I am hot on fire for God. I love Jesus. Bring them down. Bring them with you. Come stand in front of me. Everybody come stand right here. We'll wait for everybody to come from the balconies. Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep coming. If there's any more, just come and join us. I want you to look at me here, everybody that's standing in front of me. Today, there's three groups of people here and also watching by way of television, watching on video, wherever you are. This is for you too. You can join us. We're going to pray the same prayer. If you mean business with God, He means business with you. Amen. And he's, he's standing with his arms wide open to receive you. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. He loves you and he receives you today. So we're going to pray this prayer. We're going to ask Jesus to forgive us and wash us clean. And he's going to do a work in our heart and change us. 
eternally. So I want you to close your eyes, lift up your right hand. That's where your help comes from. I want you to pray this with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Lord, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart that you rose from the dead for me. Lord, come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. I choose to follow you, Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day, you rose again for me. I thank you that you're coming back for me. And from this day, I will never be the same again. I confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. And right now, by faith and the finished work of the cross and the shed blood of Jesus, I am saved. I am set free. Today is a new day. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Lift up your hands and we pray for you. Father, I bless these ladies right now. I thank you that you touch them. I thank you that you seal them by your blood and by your spirit. I thank you that you raise them up to be mighty women of God. I thank you, Lord, that through them you will impact many lives and touch many lives. You will use them to be, a, you will bless them and use them to be a blessing wherever that they go. And I thank you, Lord, that on that day when we see you, we'll be standing together, that not one will be missing, that we will, everyone be there. And I thank you, Lord, that you will use them to impact their generation. And Father, I thank you, your angels in around about them. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that even has washed away all their sin and the blood of Jesus that surrounds them and wraps them and protects them. And I thank you, Lord, that you deliver them and you set them free, that when they leave this place, they leave all their burdens behind. They leave everything of the past behind. It is a new day. Thank you, Lord. Your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Lord, that you wash our sins away as far as the east is from the west, that you plunge it into the sea of forgetfulness, that you wipe it away like a cloud. And I thank you that they are whole and they are restored and they are blessed. And so I speak blessing to you. I speak life to you in the name of Jesus. Every bondage is broken off of you. Everything from the past it will not hinder you one more day. You are free, you are free, you are free in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I thank you. We break every curse off of their life. Anything that would come through the generations, we, it's broken from this moment. Thank you, that they, Lord, that they will leave this place completely changed and whole and free and, and walking in your liberty, Father. Lord, baptize them in your Holy Ghost and fire in the name of Jesus right now. Father, just say this. Say, Lord, baptize me in your Holy Ghost and fire. I receive it right now 
in Jesus' name. And just start speaking it out of your belly. Dumbra saba mabraco sencho vibra bramo mombro bruca sanjo fremro broso. Oh, lama mamba brosi glana manse. Thank you, Jesus. Rivers of living water. Rivers, rivers, rivers. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless them, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Free, 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 free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Oh, fra babari ketsu kru kasamalamana manga sam professors. Free in Jesus' name. Amen. Lenzo kuribam rabat savam robroko si chevron bravrama mama mango sees. Free in the name. Free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Free in Jesus' name. Woo, free, free, free. Free in Jesus' name. Free. Free. Never the same. Free in the name of Jesus. Free in the name above every name. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, bless her. Bless her, Father. Bless her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look at me. You know how much the Lord loves you. He loves you. He loves you. It's going to be okay. Do you love Jesus? He loves you. It's going to be okay. Okay. You can trust him. The devil has a plan. Well, so the devil has a plan for your life. He does. But God has a better plan for your life. Amen. And if you choose the Lord every time, he won't fail you and he won't let you down. People might let you down. He will never let you down. You believe that? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Bless her, Lord. Bless her, bless her, bless her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Kristen. never the same. Never the same. That thing leaves you and it does not come back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Completely free. Lift up your hands. Free. I break it off of you. Free. Lift up your hands. Free. In the name above every name. Ofrana mastura la cret embes ungrida mamampam. O shevera casam pante le bukoshi. Lendori vara papa casandoro koshi vambrama vacas. Oh, lati, break every stronghold in Jesus' name. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you, Jesus. They'll help her. You lift your hands. Jesus, free. Free, free, free. 
free, free, free. Just receive right now. Just let the Lord touch you. Pastor Lois, just come minister to her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, bless her. <laughs> bless her, Lord. Bless her. Bless her and use her. Bless her, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Which way are we going to take? Okay. If you're able to, ladies, turn around and follow, follow Rachel over there. And we can gently help the rest of them up. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? kind of like a like an ice cream sundae. It has so many layers and they're all good. And they're not bad for you. <laughs> You're not going to be sorry later. <laughs> no empty calories, just blessings. Father, thank you for, thank you, Lord. We just bless you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. Lord, anoint me to speak your word. Anoint every ear to hear what you would have them to hear, and Lord, not every heart to receive what you, would, what you would show them, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you are our teacher, the Holy Spirit, our guide, and you guide us into all the truth. And thank you that it is the truth that makes us free. And Lord, we thank you for the freedom of your word and the freedom of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that we don't have to live bound, but we live free. We rejoice in you. We give you honor, glory, for you are worthy. There is none like you in all the heavens and the earth, and you are worthy of all of our honor and praise. So thank you, Lord, for your continued blessings in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. We've been talking about the, our scripture. There's a couple of scriptures that um, use this word blessed, but the main one, your, her children rise up and call her blessed from Proverbs 31 and verse 28. And so we went through this already, that this word has multiple meanings for us. It means to be blessed, basically, which is to be successful and fortunate and prosperous, happy to be made blessed, the conventional sense of that we understand blessed. It also means to be straight, level, upright, honest, righteous, erect, firm, and strong. Hallelujah. So to be straight. And then to go straight, on a straight way, to go straight on, to set right, and generally to go, to walk, to advance, to make progress, and to go forward. So we, we be straight, we go straight, and then we lead straight, because it means to lead straight, to lead on, to guide, to guide, and to set right. So we've been going through that this whole weekend, so if you missed any sessions, you can go back and you can watch it on YouTube. Um, you, you can watch it on our Covenant Women YouTube and it'll be there to be a blessing to you in the days uh, ahead. And I, then I want us to, to just read, look at um, Psalm 21 is the other basis, the other scripture basically that I love and that the Lord laid on my heart, but, the whole, but Psalm 21 from verse one says, the king 
David shall joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. You've given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you send blessings of good things to meet him. I love that. God sends blessings to meet us. He's got blessings behind us. He's got blessings ahead of us. He's got blessings around us. We can't help but be blessed. Hallelujah. He asked life of you, and you gave it to him. Long life forever and ever more. His glory is great because of your aid, splendor, and majesty that you bestow upon him. For you make him to be blessed and a blessing forever. You make him exceedingly glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts and relies on and is confident in the Lord. And through the mercy and steadfast love of the Most High, he will never be moved. And this is a prayer of a man that, that has walked a walk with God. And he's walked through hard things. And his character has been developed. And he's learned to trust on the Lord. And he learned to trust in the Lord when he had nothing else or nobody else to trust in. And when everybody was against him, his own family was against him. And he, he's my, one of my favorite Bible characters because how much he loves the Lord that he was a man after God's own heart. Because I, does, I want to be a woman after God's own heart. Amen. Uh, and that would be the greatest honor for the Lord to say that of us, that we are after his own heart. Hallelujah. And he wasn't perfect and he made mistakes, but he repented. He was quick to repent. He, and he... He submitted to the correction of the Lord, and he, and he said, Lord, you know what? I'm the one that's wrong, and you are the one that's right. And your correction is right because I deserve to be corrected and to be disciplined. And, you know, that is a godly person. That is someone that will grow. As I shared this morning, it's a foolish person who refuses instruction and refuses to be, to be corrected. A, a fool is going to be a fool is going to be a fool, and... and any instruction is wasted upon them. But a wise person is someone that will receive instruction and will receive and ask for wisdom. And Jesus said, ask for wisdom and I'll give you wisdom with, without upbraiding you. God's not going to say, what are you asking for wisdom for? I gave you wisdom yesterday. No, we can ask for wisdom every day. He would love for us to ask for his wisdom every day. I ask for his wisdom every day. Lord, give me your wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Go before me. Make my path straight. Hallelujah. And so David had, he'd walked this walk, but God restored, and God gave him a long life, and he is honored to, to this day. I mean, he's revered in the Jewish culture, and he is, he's honored, and it's not be, just because of him, but it's because he elevated God in his life, and he was a man after God's own heart. And so, that in verse 6, where it says, blessed and a blessing. Now, I was reading from the Amplified. If you look in the King James, it just says blessed. But that word is translated various places, blessed and a blessing. Because you can't be blessed without being a blessing, and you can't be a blessing without being blessed. So it goes hand in hand. And the Lord pours out on us and blesses us, not just so that we can be a, a, a container and a reservoir, but to make us a basically a conduit that God flows through. Because, again, you may have heard this, um, this example being used, but the Dead Sea, how many of you have ever been to Israel or you know anything about it? The Dead Sea is dead. That Nothing can live in it because it doesn't have an outlet. And, you know, water comes into it, but nothing, nothing flows out. And then the water just evaporates in the heat um, of the desert, and you're left with all of this very high concentration of salt. So you can go and float on the top, you almost can't sink. You go float in it, and, and um, 
if you have any cuts or bruises or, or, or abrasions, you're going to really feel it because that salt is going to burn it. And people go there like for all its health benefits and all of those kind of things, but nothing can live in there because th there's nothing flowing out. So we can't just store up everything, we have to flow it out. Uh, whatever we've received, freely you've received, freely give. And so we have to be a conduit of God's blessing. And as we do that, it, we, it never runs out. It just keeps on flowing. Because in the natural, and the natural mind tells us, don't give out, hold on to as much as you can. Amen. And many of us are raised that way. I know I was raised like with finances, like get as much as you can and hold on to it and be, because that's your dependence. And so I'm thankful that I received the truth when I was young enough to make the corrections and the changes in my life. Amen. I was 17, 17, 18. And so I, I grabbed a hold of tithing and I grabbed a hold of giving and I grabbed a hold of being a blessing and that God can, the more I bless, the more he blesses me. And, and the, more, the more I let go, the more, the more can flow through me. Amen. And so we, we can bless people financially, we can bless people by ministering to them, we can bless people by loving on them. There are so many avenues and ways that we can be a blessing. Amen. And then Psalm 112 says, praise the Lord, hallelujah, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who fears and reveres and worships the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His offspring shall be mighty upon the earth. So his physical offspring and his spiritual offspring. Um, or you can put your own name in there again. Wherever the Lord says man, it means mankind. So that includes all of us. God created Adam and Eve in Adam. And then he took them. He separated them out. And then he brings them back together again. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why we need each other. But... God's blessing is on God's woman as much as it is on the men. Amen. And so we can, every, every word in this book we can receive for us, even if it says man, you can put your name in there. Amen. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Prosperity and welfare are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light arises in the darkness for the upright, the gracious, the compassionate, and the just, who are in right standing with God. It is well with the man or the woman who deals generously and lends, who conducts their affairs with justice. They will not be moved forever. The uncompromisingly righteous, the upright and right standing with God shall be in everlasting remembrance. So that is like, uh, um, uh, the Bible says that the wicked, the, the memory of them is lost. When they die, every trace of them is, is gone. Every trace of them is gone. I mean, they still exist, obviously. They're still alive in hell, unfortunately for them. And that's why we need to preach the gospel. That's why it's so important to preach the gospel. So people don't have to go to hell. Amen. And, but he's, we will be an everlasting remembrance. We will not fade away. We will live forever. We'll live eternally and we will live blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. If, you, if you're watching, we still have prayer counselors. Um, I don't know what channels we're on on the air or what we are, but we have people that are standing by to pray and and whatever that you need, they're standing by to minister to you and to bless you. Hmm? One minute and we, okay. All right, well, let, let's just, I'm going to pray over these then before we, before we carry on. Father, I pray for every person, every, every family that's represented by these prayer requests. And Lord, I thank you right now that you meet every need. You meet them where they're at. Touch them, Lord. According to their faith, may it be to them. Heal their bodies. Deliver them. Bring blessing. We break every curse off of them. I thank you, Lord, for life and freedom and salvation to come to them and to their house. Salvation, the free, free, the free, <laughs> the free favors of God. 
profusely abounding upon them, spirit, soul, and body. And we bless you and we thank you for it, Lord, that it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He or she will not be moved forever. There will be an everlasting remembrance. They shall not be afraid of evil tidings. They won't be afraid of bad news because their heart is firmly fixed, trusting, leaning on, and being confident in the Lord. Their heart is established and steady. They will not be afraid while they wait to see their desire established upon their adversaries. They have distributed freely, given to the poor and needy. Their righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God endures forever. Their horn shall be exalted in honor. In honor. The wicked man shall see it and be grieved and angered. He will gnash his teeth and disappear in despair. But the, and the desire of the wicked will perish and come to nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord blesses the righteous. And it's an eternal blessing. Amen. You know, the Lord <clears throat> dropped this scripture in me, and I just thought it was so powerful, but Psalm 145 and verse 17 says, the Lord is righteous in all of his ways and holy in all of his works. The Amplified Classic says, the Lord is rigidly righteous in all his ways, and he is gracious and merciful in all of his works. And then the New Amplified says, the Lord is unwaveringly righteous in his ways and gracious and kind in his works. In his ways he is righteous, but in his works he is holy, gracious, merciful, kind, faithful, and loyal. In other words, he holds himself to the highest standards. He will never violate his own law. He is a just God. He's a just God. He will punish the unrighteous and the wicked, but he will bless and reward the righteous because he is just, he's a God of justice, and he does what is right. When people say, oh no, God is love, and because he is love, everyone's going to be saved, even the sinners and even the devil's gonna be saved, you are deceived. That is a lie from the pit of hell. A choice needs to be made for righteousness or not. And then there is a, the word uses, the Bible actually uses the same word, reward. It's a reward for the sinner. There's a reward for the righteous. In other words, there's a penalty for sin and, the, and to choose sin and wickedness. But there's a reward for the righteous who serve God. And there's a good reward for those who stand. Even through persecution, even through every attack that comes, every, through every attack of hell that comes against them, they continue to serve God. The devil would like you to turn on the Lord and to blame God for the mess in your life. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus told us the devil comes to kill. The enemy kills, steal, and destroy. If it's killing, stealing, destroying, it belongs to the devil. God did not kill your child. He did not take your husband. He did not steal your business. He did, God did anything bad that happened to you in your life was something that just, it's the devil or someone else's bad choice. And you may not be responsible for someone else's bad choice, but today you are responsible for your choices. You are responsible for your heart. So it doesn't matter what, what other, anybody else does, you are responsible for you. 
and you will give an account for you. And so you need to forget about everybody else, stop focusing your energy on them, and focus on you, and make sure your heart is right with the Lord, and make sure that you are blessed and a blessing, and everywhere you go, that you touch people, and you help them to also get set free and become blessed like you are blessed, and know the difference between right and wrong, and blessing and cursing. The Bible says, God says, I I record, I call upon heaven and earth today to record I have set these choices before you for life and death and blessings and cursings. And he says, therefore, choose life. Adam and Eve had a choice between obedience and disobedience, and they chose disobedience. All of us in our life have chosen disobedience at one time or another. But thank God there's that moment where we chose to be obedient. We asked Jesus to come into our heart and our life and change us. And thank God all of everything, the past is washed away, and we are made brand new and whole and clean because of that priceless blood of Jesus. I'm so glad he interrupted my life. I'm so glad he got my attention. I'm so glad that he saved me. I'm so glad that he ran after me and that he didn't let me run away from him. But I'm also glad that I stopped and I, and I responded to him as he reached out to me. I feel just breaks my heart when God is reaching out to people and they refuse. You know, so I have to believe that they, it's a temporary refusal and that God will keep them and they will not be able to sleep. And if God, listen, we prayed a few prayers, Lord, put a hook in their jaw and bring them back, whatever it takes, but the devil will not have their life. Amen. Sometimes you just have to pray those prayers over some of them stubborn people that don't know how much the Lord loves them. And how many people, I mean, I, so many people have stories about like, especially like a, a stubborn father, you know, that they prayed for and prayed for and prayed for and prayed for, and then who got saved on his deathbed and at that point regrets, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he didn't get saved a lot sooner, but at least he got saved before he died. Amen. So that's the important thing. So you, you keep praying and the, the Lord will be faithful if you will, if you will pray and trust God with, with your family and those loved ones that you want to see come into heaven. The Lord will honor your, your, your prayers. So God, he is our example. We follow him. We are made in his image. Or he is rigidly righteous, holds himself to the highest standards. He will not violate his own laws. But he is merciful and forgiving towards us. So th- this is the, the um, I don't know if this is the right word, but like the juxtaposition or the, or the, uh, you know, the dichotomy of holiness and grace and forgiveness. How he can be such a holy God and the holiness of God should burn up. See, sin cannot stand in the, in the presence of God. Bible, the Bible tells us. And the holiness of God burns up sin. No sinner can stand before him. But on the other hand, there's this love, grace, and mercy of him taking his only son, not asking us to sacrifice our, 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 you know, for us to pay the price and shed our blood for our salvation or to sacrifice our children as people have, and as the ungodly heathen have done. And even Israel did, sacrificing their children to Molech to, for, to appease this God that hated them. Demon, demon God. When they had the God of heaven and earth that loved and adored them and was so patient and, and kind towards them. And so you have this God that is holy but a God that is so loving and gracious and merciful and would, would the Bible says that it pleased the Lord to, breathe, to bruise Jesus. Why? Is he a sadist? No, it pleased him to take the penalty upon, to put it on his own son to redeem and save us and so that we didn't have to. Jesus did, went through everything we should have gone through. He, he bore everything that was ours. He gave himself for us so that God's mercy should be, could be shown 
and his love and his graciousness. Psalm 89 verse 14 through 15 says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. So God is our Father. We made in his image. We follow his example. Um, and so we do the same thing. We should set a high standard for ourselves, but be merciful with others. You know, carnal people, usually carnal people, they do it the opposite way. They give themselves all the grace, and they're hard on and judgmental on other people. You know, when people feel judged, they judge other people. And so people excuse themselves and, and just accuse other people. So we judge ourselves by our motives, and we judge other people by their actions. Well, yes, I, I was wrong, but I meant well. Well, obviously you didn't. Because if you had right motivation, you would have done the right thing. So you're just making an excuse for yourself, but then you're harsh on, and judgmental on everybody and critical on everybody else. And that comes out of an insecurity on the inside of us. Because we're broken, and we project brokenness onto everybody else. But when Jesus comes, he comes to make us whole, and he comes to make us also accountable. We become accountable. So we need to hold ourselves to the highest standards. Now, I understand I'm a perfectionist, and I'm hard on myself, too hard. And God had to, be, had to show me his unconditional love. He showed it to me through him touching me making himself real to me, his presence. He showed me his unconditional love through my husband. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. And I had to learn to love myself and see myself in his eyes. I had to, the Bible tells us that he says, God says, you didn't love me first. I loved you. I loved you first. I made you. I loved you first. Everything we do is just a response to him. Amen. And so he, he says, I love you. And then, of course, we, we respond in love towards him. And he wants to come and make us whole. And we are righteous. And we can stand in his presence. We can come boldly in the throne room of grace. Not because of anything of us. But we can do it in the utmost humbleness. You see, it's not a, there's a difference between arrogance and boldness. Arrogance, you come in your own strength, and that never, that, that doesn't, our righteousness is as filthy rags. That ain't gonna fly, that ain't gonna work. But boldness, we can come not because of us. We come humbly knowing it's big, all because of Him. It is all because of Him. It is all Him, and we owe Him everything. And we stand washed and clean in those robes of righteousness because He poured out His blood. Hallelujah. And so to always love him and be so grateful every day for what he did. When we stop being grateful for what God has done for us, that's when we, we can go wrong in our life. So always being, reminding ourselves and always being thankful, grateful for what God has done, that he has saved us. And on top of that, just super abundantly blessed us in every way. We have so much to be thankful for. So we, but we hold ourselves to the highest standard of holiness because we are holy. We are set apart. We are sanctified. We belong to the most high. We don't belong to that stinking devil. We don't look like him. We don't talk like him. And we do not act like him. We belong to Jesus. We put our flesh under, hallelujah. We bring our, our flesh under the jurisdiction of the word of God and the Holy Spirit. We, 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 um, we 
buffet our flesh. No, we buffet it, <laughs> as Paul says. I buffet it. I put my flesh under so that, that I don't end up a shipwreck. <laughs> I don't end up screwing up my life. So I deal with, I don't give myself an inch. I, I avoid, we avoid the very appearance of evil. We hold ourselves to the highest standard, but we, we don't beat ourselves up. We do it under the grace of God. We, we do it by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Again, grace is not the free you know, the, the get, get away with whatever you want free card, you know, just skip jail and <laughs> it's not monopoly, like, you know, um, what is the, you want like, like skip, skip, begin, what, skip the whatever, and go straight to jail. No, anyway, no, so <laughs> it's the get out of jail free card. Um, but we have to hold ourselves to the standard of the word. Amen. And that takes renewing of your mind, it takes conforming, it takes t- taking control over your thought life, taking control over your mouth and then control of your actions, and walking righteously and godly before the Lord. You know, I, I, I love, um, J- Jerry Savelle really blessed me when he was here. He's such a, he has such a sweet spirit. And you know, we, people talk about um, Smith Wigglesworth and how he would leave places, and just by his presence, people would feel convicted in his presence. But you know, it wasn't just for Smith Wigglesworth. That can happen to you too. If you carry that presence of God, People will be convicted in your, in your presence. Actually, that happens. Sometimes you don't realize someone will manifest at you. Like demons will start manifesting. You think, what's the matter with them? It's, they, it's a demon. They're recognizing Jesus in you. So don't be perturbed. Just if, out loud if you can or under your breath, just say, take authority over you, foul devil in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and then you just, if, hey, if the devil's going to manifest, go after that thing. Go get that person saved. Amen. Don't let him get away with that. But... People will, in your presence, they'll be convicted. So, um, and it happens to Pastor Rodney all the time. And it's like, it's fine. they get around him, and he is like truth serum. They get around him, and they tell him, like, whoop, spill their guts. They tell him everything. <laughs> and, and Jerry Savelle was speaking about how he walked into a, 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 I think he was putting gas in his car, and he walked into the convenience store to go pay for it or something, or to get something. And he walked in, and there's two guys there. One of them's reading, like, a filthy magazine, Immediate, they, I didn't even knew who he was. Immediate conviction. The guy dropped the magazine and said, can you pray for me? And he, he's like, sure. He prays for them. The other guy comes over, can you pray for me too? But you know what? He's got such a sweet spirit and he, he's such a godly man and he carries that anointing wherever he goes. The moment he walked in there, he didn't even have to open his mouth and those men were convicted. They were convicted. When we walk in the righteousness and holiness and set-apartness, sanctification of, of what has been purchased for us and what is available through, for us through the Word and through the Holy Spirit, we don't even have to put an effort in. People will just start responding, right? They just, to, to your very presence, amen. We carry that. We carry that, and not just in church. It always amazes me how Christians are always surprised when God moves outside of church, but that's, God wants to move wherever we are, wherever we go. We carry his presence. It's not a, the building's wonderful, but, it, but God lives in you and me. If, this, if, if we weren't in this building, this building would be nothing. Or any, any building with a cross on it or a steeple or whatever. The building's not holy. The people are holy. We carry the presence. We are the church. And when they try to shut the church down, wherever we met, in houses, we, but the pavilion on the field, wherever we go, God's presence is there because we are there. We carry it wherever we go. Amen. Hallelujah. So he is our example. So we don't give ourselves a pass and then 
gossip and judge and criticize everybody else. That is carnality. That's what the world does. But we are not of those people. We are a different people. We belong to a different culture. We belong to a different master. Amen. The devil is not our dad. God is our dad. Hallelujah. And so we walk like him, we talk like him, we think like him, we function like him, and we're an extension of him in the earth. So I consecrate myself. I choose to put my flesh under. I choose not to give myself, allow myself any leeway, but I keep a strict guard on myself as much as is possible under the grace of God, not with condemnation, but because it's a joy to serve God. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a joy to be free. It's a joy not to carry the burden of sin. Sin, sin is a, you know, it's, um, it might be feel good for a few minutes, but then after that, it's like, it's punishment. So it's better not to do that. You learn, it's like you, you learn by, you eat the wrong thing and you feel terrible for two days. And so, you know, don't eat the devil's garbage either. Don't even go that way. Just, you know, repent, turn around and walk and serve him. It's a joy to serve him every day. So hold yourself to the highest standard, but show grace and mercy to others. And when you do that, you are representing the Lord to the world. What does God require of us? Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. So be right. Clean hands and a pure heart, the Bible says. Who can come up into the, the presence of God? The person who has clean hands and a pure heart. God washes our heart, but then it's our job to take care of the hands. God takes care of the heart. we got to take care of the hands. So pure heart and clean hands. And, he, and we have to do what is right. We have to stand up for what is right. We have to speak up for what is right. Amen. And not just let evil men have their way to kill, steal, and destroy, but speak up and say, that is wrong, and hold leadership accountable. Amen. The church as a body, we mean to hold leadership accountable. But when the church is compromising, when the church is drinking and getting drunk, when the church is sleeping around, when the church has got, you know, bad attitude and compromise, when church is acting like the world, when the church is embracing ungodliness and, and getting up and saying, it's, it's, abortion is love, abortion is a blessing. You foul devil of hell. You're gonna split hell wide open. You wear that dark collar and you wear a cross around your neck and you call yourself a Christian. You are wicked. You are wickeder than the wickedness, wickeder, wickedest, because at least the ungodly, they, they don't make any pretense of being righteous. They are ungodly and they push that agenda. And then you have these people that call themselves the church and they're embracing every ungodly thing. God will judge them with a judgment. If they do not turn around and repent, they will burn. And we have to stand up and we don't hate them, we love them. We pray for them and we pray that they wake up before us today. We would like to see them in heaven. We don't want to see them in hell. But we will not stand by and say, that's fine and that's okay. Because it is not. The devil wants to defile people so that he can, he can possess them. So sexual sin, the deviancy that's going on, as we said earlier in the week, there are two genders, male and female. God created them. Everything else is not a gender. It's a sexual, it's a, it's a perversion. It's a choice. It, it's, a, it's a choice for sin, but it all goes in the sin bucket. You can say these 57 genders, every one of them has got sin stamped on them and perverseness. Amen. And it's, that is the devil killing and stealing and destroying, lying to you to destroy your life because he hates you, because he hates God and you made in the image of God and he wants to, you know, he wants to spite God and he hates people. Devil don't love nobody. 
and all these Satanists, the men, these people, listen, they're getting so bold. They're getting so, they're not even hiding the fact that they're worshiping the devil anymore. They're putting it on the stage. Hollywood is showing off that they serve Lucifer, that they serve the devil. But you know what? Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Hallelujah. So we don't get discouraged at that. They're just exposing themselves. We know that God gives us more grace and that he gives us more power. They, are, they do not have the power. I don't care what spells that they cast. I don't care what, what they do on the, at the White House and on the steps of, of, the, of, of the different, you know, t- um, count, um, the seats of government. They go and do the witchy stuff. They can put up their, their statues of Baphomet. The Holy Ghost is gonna knock that stinking thing down. Amen. Hallelujah. God God will judge them. But the church has to stand up and be righteous and be the light and not cow to that stuff. Amen. That's an ungodly agenda, and we will not stand by, not while we are here. We occupy till he comes, not on our watch. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God requires us to love mercy to walk in the love of God, to pray for people, to bless them, amen. amen. To do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with, our, our, with the Lord. Guard your heart, submit, the Bible says, submit to, to God, and then resist the devil. We have to be submitted to God. The, the day that they came to arrest Pastor Rodney, before we even knew that they were gonna for sure arrest him, I woke up that morning, I said, Lord, we need your wisdom, because we're not doing this to be you know, some people are like, oh, you're trying to grow your clicks and your, what are you talking about? You're trying to get attention, you're trying to, whatever, dude. We're doing this because God said, even the more, you know, gather together, don't, don't stop gathering together, even the more so when you see the day approaching. We're not doing this for you, any attention, you just go away. We're doing what we, we don't need you, we don't need your attention, we don't need your nothing. We're doing this because God told us to. We're not doing it out of rebellion, we're doing it out of obedience. And I woke up that morning and I said, Lord, you, you, you know our heart, we, you know we're not doing this out of rebellion or, or trying to make a spectacle of ourselves or trying, trying to put ourselves in the news, none, none of that motivation. And Lord, but you're gonna have to give us a word. We, I need a, we need a word from you for today. And the Lord gave me this, run to the roar, and it was the story of Benaiah, David's mighty man, and how he killed the lion in the pit and how he didn't run away from the lion, he ran to the pit, he ran to the lion, and he went and he confronted that lion, and he killed that lion. And, and, I, and I saw it, and I realized, okay, you completely, as we've always done, through the years, when Pastor Paula, when they would criticize us for the joy and persecute us, and we had people on, on radio across the nation lying about us every single day. Lying. You swear my husband was the worst person they're full of the devil, the worst person to, to walk on the earth, according to some of these people. And you know what? We just had to humble ourselves before God, submit to God, and, and resist the devil, and just keep smacking the devil every which way that we could. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because if you, if you have a criticism of what I'm doing, go talk to my dad. I'm just doing what my dad told me to do. I'm not here, we're not here to impress you. Either way, you can think whatever you think. You can love us or hate us. You can, you, we can have a revival or a riot. It doesn't matter. We're going to do what our, our Father tells us to do. Amen. And we're going to keep doing it 
and we're not going to do anything else until he tells us to do something else. So you can jump up and down and, you know, whatever, throw all the tantrums, devil, that you want. We're going to stand, we're going to stand fast. And so the Lord just said, the Lord said, you know, so you, you humble yourself completely before God, and then you stand up and you look that thing in the eye, and you boldly walk at it. You go straight at that thing, and that's what we did. We, Lord, thank you. Your grace is on us. You lead us. You, you led us. You're going to protect us. It's like the three Hebrew boys, when, they had, when the, the king said, you've got to go into the fire. They said, king, that's fine. You say that. But our God is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow. So you can throw us in that fire, but we will not bow either way. But we, we have faith that our God will deliver us. What, so, and they were prepared to go into, into that fire. They threw them in the fire, and they survived. They came out with not even the smell of smoke. There was an God himself, Jesus, was in that fire with them. And the people that threw them in it, they were destroyed. They were burned. They died. But the three Hebrew boys were preserved. Daniel wouldn't back down. He was persecuted. People came out. They hated him. The devil came after him to destroy him. And he, you know what he did? <laughs> they said, don't pray to God. He opened his windows and prayed. And the king was very sad because the king loved Daniel, did not want to throw him to the lions, but he stupidly had signed this, this he was a stupid king and he signed this thing not thinking, not realizing that these people were up to something. And he's, he, the king was hoping even. And he put, they put Daniel in there and the next morning he came, Daniel, are you still alive? He says, I'm here. They, the, the, an angel shut the lion's mouth and these enemies were thrown into the lion pit and those lions wasted no time. There were no angel holding the, the lion's mouth shut for those demons. So listen, it doesn't matter. People come against you. You do what is right. God will, will take you through that fire. You'll come through without even the smell of smoke. He will shut the mouth of the lion and your enemies will be defeated. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, we, we could have gone up. We could have sued the everybody, we could have tried to, uh, you know, sue the DA and sue the, everybody that arrested Pastor Rodney or whatever, but Pastor Rodney got on television, he said, just pray for them, love them, you know, just pray for them, love them, and, you know, our, our governor took that DA and fired his butt, amen, and we didn't even have to do anything, God will take care of your enemies, and the, uh, the sheriff, he came, about 30, 35 days later, I called Pastor Rodney and he said, can I please come and see you? I can't sleep. My wife says, I need to come see you. He didn't exactly apologize, but we took it as an apology. <laughs> God will vindicate you when you do the right thing. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, Proverbs, I'm going to read, read this quickly, and then we're going to say goodnight and come back tomorrow morning and have our last session. But Proverbs 4 20 through 27. Uh, I will just read it to you quickly. Hallelujah. My son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, healing and health to their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the issues of life. Then 1 Peter chapter 3. Let's run there quickly. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 3, verse 8 says, 
Finally, all of you should be of one and the same mind, united in spirit, sympathizing with one another, loving one another as brethren of one household, compassionate, courteous, tender-hearted, and humble. Never return evil for evil, insult for insult, scolding, tongue-lashing, or berating, but on the contrary, blessing, praying for their welfare, happiness, and protection, and truly pitying and loving them. You know what? You can actually feel sorry for those people. You can get mad at them, but you can actually feel sorry for them. They're the ones missing out. Amen. For know that to this you have been called, that you may yourselves inherit a blessing from God, that you may obtain a blessing as heirs and bring you welfare and happiness and protection. You know what? Everybody who ever did anything for the Lord was persecuted. But you know what? Your persecutors don't go down in history. Their name disappears. But your name is an eternal, everlasting remembrance. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. As... as um, Kenneth Hagin used to say, when you, when you critics are long gone, I'll still be here. <laughs> For let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, let him keep his tongue free from evil, his lips from guile. Let him turn away from wickedness and shun it. Let him do right. Let him search for peace, harmony, undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions and moral conflicts, and, and seek it eagerly. Do not merely desire peaceful relations with God or your fellow man, but pursue and go after peace. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, those who are upright in right standing with God, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who practice evil, to oppose them, to frustrate them, and to defeat them. God opposes, frustrates, and defeats the enemy. Keep praying, keep praising, and keep Praying and keep preaching the gospel. Amen. Because the Lord needs a few good men and a few good women. And he's looking for those who will trust him and will be his voice on the earth and speak life and pray life and show forth life. Hallelujah. And then um, Psalm 15 says... Lord, who will dwell in your tabernacle? Who will dwell in your holy hill? He that walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He that doesn't backbite with his tongue or do evil to his neighbor or take up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is condemned or despised, but he honors him that fears the Lord. He swears to his own hurt and changes not. He who puts not out his money to usury, in other words, doesn't charge interest, or nor take a reward against the innocent. He who does these things will not be moved. And then, of course, Psalm 112 says, praise the Lord. We've, we, we read that, right? Do we read that? Yeah, we read that. So a good person. So let, me, so let me sum it up this way. All these scriptures together, this is what comes out of these scriptures. They speak the truth inwardly. They speak the truth to themselves. We need to acknowledge the truth to ourselves. A lot of people don't want to, and that's, what's, that's what floor time is about. That's what, you know, that's what revival is about. It's the light that comes in, lights up, and shows us the areas in our life that need to be fixed and straightened out and that we need to be free of because God wants us walking free. He de the devil comes with condemnation. God comes with conviction. If the Lord shows you something in your life, it's because at the same time, he's showing you the way to get free from that thing. He's not showing you to condemn you. He's showing you to get you set free. If your house is always in the dark, you can't see the dirt. But when you turn the light on, the dirt is there. I heard somebody say the other day, you know, she, she had to start wearing glasses. 
And she, she said, I didn't see any of the dirt and the dust in my house till I put my glasses on. <laughs> and then she said, so I took the glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> so you could keep the glasses on and clean, or you could take the glasses off, it's up to you. But better, better rather clean, because it doesn't go away just because you took your glasses off. It doesn't go away just because you turned the lights off. <laughs> so they, they, the righteous guard their heart, they speak and think the truth in their heart. They guard their mouth. They don't lie and make up stories. You see Christians lying about other people? You can't call yourself a Christian and lie about other people. I'm sorry, you, you, need, to re, you need to repent. They, they do not stir up trouble with their mouth. What does God hate? He hates, he hates a proud look, a lying tongue, and the person that causes strife between brethren. So if you're a gossipy little person running and causing strife between, your, between people in the church and your sisters and brothers in the Lord, repent. God hates that. He hates that. You stir up trouble. Do you know what, he's, do you know what she said about you? Because they go to you, oh, and complain about this person, and then when you're not biting, then they go, oh, and you know what they said about you. Don't fall for that. Rebuke them. Like I said, people come to me complaining about people. I say, why, why are you telling me? Go talk to them. The Bible says if, so, if you have a problem with someone, go talk to them. Go confront them. Go sort it out with them. Go make it right with them. Sometimes the, the person that's your, that gets up your nose, when, when you go and you do it the Bible way and you go make it right with them, they become your best friend. Isn't it weird how that happens? It's like the person that drives you, moggy, nothing irritates you. But when you humble yourself and walk in love and sort it out between them. And Listen, this, we've said sorry for stuff we did and stuff we didn't say, didn't do, just to make peace. The Bible says, as, as far as it is in your power, make, make peace. Don't, don't fight, whatever. If people want to believe stuff about us, whatever. You know, knock yourself out. It, it's, you know, we know what we know. And, and you know, if, if I'm wrong, God will convict me. I will repent. And I'll say sorry to you for what I did or what I didn't do, what you thought I did but I'm not going to be sucked into your, your stinky attitude. Amen. So, so you can accept my apology and be happy or not, but then just go do what you need to do. Some people, you need to love them from a distance. Don't stop loving them, but, you know. <laughs> they... Don't stir up trouble with their mouth. They refrain their tongue from evil and their lips from speaking deceit. They don't slander with their tongue. They are not backbiters and they are not gossipers. Amen. The righteous guard their eyes. The eyes look ahead with fixed purpose. They don't let their eyes look at things that they shouldn't be looking at. Because your eyes, whatever you see that like, makes an imprint on your brain and you don't want to, you want to protect your children, protect your children's ears, protect your children's eyes. Don't let them just wander around on the internet. Don't let them watch everything on YouTube. and don't, let them, don't even let them watch the Disney Channel by themselves. They're inserting so much trash than they have been for, for a long time, but it's very outward now. So homosexuality, immorality, I mean, these people are pedophiles that run, that are in these organizations and pushing their agenda. And and plus that witchcraft, they put witchy, witchy stuff. I mean, Disney's always kind of had, you know, because all those children's stories uh, always had some kind of witchy stuff in them, but they are pushing witchcraft like nobody's business and pushing it like it's something, ooh, happy and wonderful. And if you're a Christian and you let your kids read and watch Harry Potter, <laughs> repent. <laughs> what is the matter with people? 
what is the matter? You, how do you even, what do you even, I don't even want, I don't, I don't even want one sentence from that book in my eyes or in my ears. That's demonic. The righteous walk straight. They walk upright, uprightly and without blame. Consider well the path of their feet. They consider well the path of their feet. Their ways are established and ordered aright. They don't turn to the right or the left. They remove their foot from evil. They turn away from evil and do good. They they walk and live uprightly and blamelessly. We need to teach our children if their friends are leading them the wrong direction, then they need to dump them as friends. Amen. Love them, pray for them, but you don't let them influence. You must be the influence, and teach, we must teach young people, you must be the godly influence. Don't let them influence you with their nonsense. It's not loving to let unrighteousness prevail. What does the Bible say? Love doesn't rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness. Jo- love rejoices with justice and righteousness. So love doesn't excuse your little sin puddle there. Nope. Love comes to clean you up. Set you free. The righteous choose to do what's right. They seek peace and pursue it. They work rightness and justice. They, don't, they do not do evil to their friend, take up a reproach to their neighbor. They keep their word. They don't go back on it. They swear to their own hurt. If they promise something, they, fu- they fulfill it. You know what? It, a lot of people promise things and they never follow through. But if you, if you make it your goal, to, if you promise something, you follow through, even if it's inconvenient and, not, and it puts you out and it's, and it's, just, and it's oh my goodness, I'm, I'm so sorry that I committed to do that. You'll learn to not just make rash promises. <laughs> you will. So don't say, I'll do something unless you really do plan to do it. If you say it, then it's swear to your own hurt. In other words, whatever it takes, you make it happen because you made the promise, amen. They refuse a bribe. They don't charge interest to their family or to their brothers. So, so much of what's going on, what's going wrong now in the world is it's money. The love of money is the root of all evil, um, that people have taken bribes, people have taken money to betray their own people, to betray their own countries. And so sad, so many people in leadership are ungodly, they've taken money. You know, um, uh, Chief Matthew Kuhncom stands out above men. God has elevated, he's an honorable man. He has never, and he has been offered millions. He has never taken a bribe. And because he never took a bribe, his people that are under him are blessed and prosperous. And you look at all of the other Indian communities and Native American communities, Canadian and, 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 and USA, and you look at the poverty they're in because their leadership took bribes and sold, made, made their family fat and the, the people suffered. So when we take a bribe, when we, we can be moved by money, when we do things for money, never do things for a money motive. Especially if you're in ministry, never. Never go somewhere for an offering, never don't go somewhere because of money. You do what God tells you to do, and if you don't make money the priority, God will bless you and give you the money and the provision, and you will never lack. Amen. So um, a lot of people in business, even Christians, they take shortcuts and try and cheat people in business. If you're a cheater, you will be poor the rest of your life. But if you will be honorable with your, the way you handle your money, Jesus said, if you are not faithful with unrighteous mammon, who can trust you with the true riches? How can you be trusted with the anointing if you're not faithful with money? And there's too many ministers that, are, that do not have a right attitude towards money, and that is why God can't trust them with the anointing. So whether you're in the ministry or you're not, you need to be faithful with unrighteous mammon. They honor those who fear the Lord, but they hold vile 
people or ungodly people accountable and responsible. So if somebody breaks the law, they must pay the penalty of the law. Amen. You know, it's so perverse. You look at a country like, um, I think it's Holland, of where, uh, was it Holland? some place that they euthanized this lady. They let her euthanize. Now, she murdered all of her children. I think she murdered three or four kids. And um, she was in jail for it, and they, they didn't want to give her the death penalty because that's inhumane. But she was living with the torment of, you know, what she had done, and so they let her choose to take her own life because that is humane. So which one is humane? Is it, they, you just killed the lady, you spared her from the death penalty, but you just euthanized her. The world is so screwed up, they don't know which end is up. What, you know, hold the guilty accountable. Yes, they can get saved, but they still need to you know, pay, pay the penalty for, for what that they did here on earth because they need to obey the law. So we hold them responsible, but we protect the innocent. You watch in the world where, they, where, they let, where the guilty people get away with things and then they penalize the innocent. Those are ungodly people. That's an ungodly um, culture. They guide their own affairs with discretion. Then they treat other people well. They are gracious, full of compassion, tender-hearted, courteous. They don't take revenge on those who do or speak evil against them. Instead, they bless them. They bless them. They show favor. They're generous. They're merciful. They're good. It's one of the hardest things in ministry, actually, to have that like tough exterior of where the attacks and the persecution and the mean things people do and say, because they'll sure try, that it just bounces off you and that you don't take. You know, if you want to attack and criticize, like I said, go talk to my dad. I'm just doing what he told me to do, right? So I don't take the criticism. I don't take the praise either. But I give him all the glory. And so have that tough exterior, but keep your heart soft and tender and don't get hard. And a lot of people will get all offended and allow this, this, this persecution, the mean things that people do to get to them, and then they be harden themselves don't do that. So be impervious to that stuff, but keep your heart soft and tender towards people. Amen. Rather, just like Jesus, he, he poured out his blood to save us for the joy that was before him. So it's our job to pour ourselves out for people. So we can be a puddle on the floor, we can cry, we can take the burden, but our job is to take the burden off of them. Amen. And so, but keep that, soft, that, that heart soft. If you, if you have to go to the Lord and cry and cry and cry it out, do that. Pick yourself back up, and he'll encourage you, and you just keep going, keep doing what he said. And you will never fail. I always used to think, you know, I, I can't walk in love towards people because if I love them, they're going to hurt me. But, you know, when you love people with the love of the Lord and you see them as valuable and precious, they can't hurt you. Whatever they do, doesn't, it doesn't offend you. It doesn't get, they can say whatever. It doesn't bother you. You don't take it personally because you understand that's their can of worms. Yeah. It's not mine. It's not my problem. I'm, amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for the message on love. So, the righteous are generous, merciful, and good. The blessings of the righteous, they trust in God. Their heart is established. They will be eternally righteous. They will not be moved. Eternally they will be remembered forever. Hallelujah. They don't, they're not afraid of evil news. They will see the enemies defeated. The horn will be exalted. So there's promotion, there's reward. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears open to their prayers. God is watching over us and he listens. And he, God is answering our prayers before we even pray them. Isn't that awesome? What an awesome blessing. And they will have light in the darkness. And I love that in Psalm 112 where it says, 
um, prosperity and welfare, wealth and riches are in the house. When we seek righteousness and we do what's right, we will prosper and be, we can't help but be blessed. When we honor God, he will honor us and he will provide, he will protect, he will make a way, he will lift us up. And, and you know what's so amazing about the blessings of God? It doesn't matter. Yes, it's a sacrifice. It's a, you have to sacrifice to serve God. You have to sacrifice to be in the ministry. But when the blessing of God starts pouring back on your life, you realize, I mean, it's, I don't know about you, but there's times I've just been just weeping in tears at the, at the goodness of God and going, you know what? No sacrifice is too great. Whatever I thought that I sowed, that I gave, that I sacrificed, it was so small in comparison with this abundant boatload of blessing that he has poured back out on me and rewarded. Hallelujah. Because God is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He is a rewarder. Say that with me. Say, my God is a rewarder. And he will reward me. He will bless me. He will honor me. He will promote me. He'll make a way for me because he loves me. And because I love him, because I honor him, because I serve him with all of my heart. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Let's stand up and give him a great shout of praise and thanks. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, you are so good to us. Lord, I pray for every lady here. I thank you that you've ministered to them, that you've spoken to their heart, that you've touched them, that you've comforted them. I thank you, Lord, that you are establishing them, you are building them, you are, you are blessing them. I thank you, you are carrying them. I thank you that you are going before them, you are making a way for them. I thank you, Lord, that nobody can curse them because they are blessed. Hallelujah. No one can curse what God has blessed, and they are blessed. And the blessing of God is on their head, and on their feet, and on their hands, and on their mouth, and on their marriage, and on their husband, and on their future husband, and on their children, and on their grandchildren, and on their business, and on their ministry, and, and blessings go before them, and blessings go behind, and blessings surround them, and we are surrounded with favor, and we were surrounded with the goodness of God, hallelujah, and we are surrounded with His favor and His joy, amen. Do you believe it up there in the balcony? Hallelujah. How about that balcony? And this balcony, hallelujah, that all of God's richest blessings are yours. And I don't care who cursed you, it bam, smacks into, smacks into your angel and bounces off of him. But I speak life. I speak blessing. I bless you today. And you are blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I love you so much.